0: Hey, hey, monkeys fans. Welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco.
1: And I am the other host, Jeff Cameron.
0: How's it going, Jeff?
1: Really good. How about you, Paco?
0: Doing good, doing good. We have to right. uh, apologize for last week to our fan, because uh, <sighs> we, we missed a week, but we're, we're back now, baby, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah we Ready we, were to go. Shoot,
1: we were shooting the Podcast Valley Sunday movie, and uh went over a bit. So yeah. we're back
0: Yeah, it's called Foot <laughs> ah! Alright, so here we are We're at episode 36, Monkey Mare Directed by Alex Singer Written by our new buddy, Jack Winter
1: <laughs> Dominating this season
0: He really is And it originally aired on October 2nd, 1967 ah,
1: Feels like um, yesterday
0: It really does So uh, we, it opens up The boys are getting ready to eat dinner And a woman shows up and takes back her chairs And a guy takes away their plates and then another woman shows up and she picks up the table on her back and she's this little old woman and uh she asks mickey to help her but he ends up dropping the table and he breaks it and mike asks what everybody's doing and uh, he's told that they've all been evicted because their place is going to be a parking lot and uh, that they've already started blasting the old man says that where his welcome sign is there's going to be a sign that says 75 cents an hour Peter says that's terrible even downtown it's only 50 (laughs) and then uh, Mike tells that they can't be evicted because it breaks every zoning law and there's nothing to worry about and then there's an explosion Boom! that leads us to our intro so when we come back we show up to a countrified version of the theme Mike walks into an office and he says uh he says that private citizen Michael Nesmith is there to see the mayor because he wants to talk to him about the parking lot that's going up and going to put people out of their homes. She directs him to a door that says complaints and he walks through it and he's, he's outside on the street <laughs> <laughs> and he comes back in and she sends him through another door and he walks right into a brick wall and he gets hit on the head with a big <laughs> hammer after that. I wonder who the like how much they pay that person to stand in the, the, the brick closet to smash someone yeah. on the head.
1: like. Like, they're giving Jack Winter a lot of free reign to make these visual gags. They're, like, building sets around them now. Yeah. So it's, you'll see a lot more of this coming
0: up. <laughs> yeah. So then he, he comes in, and now he's hopping mad. I'm about up to here with this stuff, and, and if I don't get some satisfaction, I'm going to take this whole thing, and I'm going to dump it in the opposing party's lap. I'm on! <laughs> and the mayor shows up, and Mike tells him that he wants to talk to him about the construction of a parking lot. And the mayor tells him that he doesn't hire construction workers. And Mike tries to tell him what he wants, but the mayor goes off and says that when the first Americans came here, they moved the Indians. So throwing people out of their homes is the American way.
1: It's played for laughs, but it's, uh, it's a hard truth.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- so the mayor shakes Mike's hand and he sends him on his way. But not without the anti-Me Too move of pinching his blonde secretary on the cheek and saying, hello, dear. She goes through a lot in this. And so then there's a quick shot of Mike out on the street. Then back inside the, the mayor's office, the evil realtor, I thought his name was Mr. Second Bush, but it's Zekin Bush. <laughs> Second Bush? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand. I was like, okay, whatever. Some like George W.? Yeah. <laughs> so this is Monty Landis. Uh, He's talking to the mayor. He says it's going to circle the city with parking lots so no one can come into the city without paying for it. And the mayor says that they'll have to tear down museums and schools and hospitals, but Zeckenbush doesn't care. And the mayor, he just kind of goes along with it. At first, he's like, no, we no, we can't do that. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. He's like, great idea. Great idea, (laughs) Zeckenbush. Back at the pad, Mike is telling Davey that he tried to talk to the mayor, but he uh, didn't really listen to him. And the old guy from earlier walks by. And he says, It's oh, all
1: right, Mike. You can't fight City Hall.
0: And Mike asks where all these people came from. And Davy tells him that he said they could stay there until they find new places to live. Like, it's all their neighbors who have already been evicted. I guess they're like last one on the block. Like, they haven't gotten to them yet. And uh, Mike says it's cool as long as they don't get in the way. And then a lady brings in her clothes hanger and sets it up in the living room. <laughs> They pretty much hits Mike in the face with it. So later, Mike is saying that they have to do something about these parking lots because they can't have a dictatorial mayor running the city. And because it's fair to the people... It... Because we got to get all these people out of our house. Mickey says that the only way to do that is to get rid of the mayor. And you know how to do that, right? He tells Mike that he's perfect to run for mayor because he's the only one who has a hat to throw into the ring. Where's your hat? Where's my hat? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially... Mike is chosen because he has a hat on and he's going to run for mayor to make everything cool. (laughs) I sometimes feel that's how all politicians get into it. They happen to be the guy standing there or woman standing there. So Mickey puts a a hat on that says press and he calls the mayor and tells tells him that he's Mike's campaign manager and that they'll be seeing him at the polls on Thursday. And when he hangs up the phone, he does like a funny eyebrow raising thing. That's like a very Mickey move. It made me laugh. The mayor has no idea what's going on, but asks Zeckenbush what he thinks, and he, he asks if Mike has a chance. Zeckenbush tells him that everyone in the city has a chance if he owns him.
1: you own him?
0: No, you own me.
1: <laughs> then he hasn't got a chance.
0: <laughs> Mickey says that they need an image for their candidate. Mike is dressed up like George Washington, admitting he cut down the cherry tree. and Then Davey says that that's too honest and no one would believe him as a mayor. And then Mike protests that being too honest isn't a bad thing. <laughs> he does not his Mike, like squeaky voice. What do you mean, too long? How can you be too? Old? Then Mike is Abraham Lincoln, but Davy says he doesn't have the looks, and Mickey suggests that uh, they should shave him. And then uh, Mike is uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. And so until this crisis is over. I will hunker down like a jackass in a hailstorm. And uh, Davey says that no politician would ever say something like that. And uh, he pull, then Mike pulls his own ear off. He has these big ears. And then uh, Mike is just good old Mike Nesmith. And the boys think he's perfect. And Mickey announces Mike is the candidate and launches his campaign. And Peter lifts like a big bottle of champagne and attempts to smash it on Mike's head <laughs> like he's a ship. The SS Magnificent! And then they all do a horrible countdown 10, 9,
1: Nine. Eight. 8, 7, 6, 5, Six. Six. Two. Nine. Six. Four.
0: And it also launches us into Monkey's mm. Romp number one yeah. No Time. Mm-hmm. It's a great romp song, pretty much. It hits all <laughs> the romp marks. There's like shots of big conventions, the monkeys on stage, the boys are pulling Mike on a float with Mike Mm. Nesmith for mayor signs, and I guess I love those Mike Nesmith for mayor signs. (laughs) I I think, I think we should contact uh, Video Ranch and say you should sell these Mike Nesmith for mayor signs, like reprint them and sell them, sign them. I think it'd be, I think it'd be a hit. I'd get a Mike Nesmith for mayor sign. With or without the beard, (laughs) Yeah. If, if, if you pay for the Zoom call, Mike might draw the beer on, beard on himself <laughs> and send it to you. <laughs> and so uh, you see Mickey, he's walking with a girl, has a poster over her butt. Uh, the real mayor and Zeck Bush are throwing darts at the posters. Mike's judging mm-hmm. a beauty contest, and when he chooses the winner, the other two girls beat him up. Uh, Mickey's helping an old lady across the street, and then when she gets there, she beats him up. Which at first I was like, what he helped her out? Why is she beating him up? But we'll find out in a moment because Davy kisses a baby and then the mother just grabs Davy and starts making out with him. second uh, Bush uh, kisses the secretary who pushes him away because he's a super creep. And then uh, a man saves Davy and uh, he gives him the poster and he takes off. Second Bush then then we see second Bush is paying off the, the two beauty queens that beat up Mike. He pays off the old lady that beat up Mickey and uh, Mike is he's shaking everybody's hand. he gets surrounded by people and he's shaking all these guys hands and then this enormous dude crushes his hand and we see and Bush paying him off for crushing his hand. Uh, uh, Peter robs Davy in front of a bunch of bystanders and Mike saves him but then all the bystanders pull out guns and they hold Mike up.
1: Gun gun gun. There they are.
0: Uh, Peter kisses a baby in a carriage. He ends up falling into the carriage and disappears. And then Mike kisses a baby, but then it smacks him in the face, and it's just like a small dude in a carriage. <laughs> and then that's that's the end of the romp right there.
1: Like this romp a, functions more like a like a like a silent movie yeah. than many of the romps do.
0: It's a romptage. I think this
1: is what uh, Jack Winter is into. Yes, yeah. romptage indeed, and um, a headquarters tune. At first, I thought it felt like we'd mostly heard uh, Pack and J tunes this season, but I obviously, yeah, for Pete's sake at the end of the show. And I think they've played Randy Scouts like a show or two ago. Or yeah. did we pull it from the hat? One or the other. I don't remember. Back to our show today. Yeah.
0: So the boys uh, show up back at the pad and it's being ransacked, even though like all those people live there now. Like... <laughs> why? Why didn't every, anybody do anything to stop anything from happening? Not to stop them, but they said they were redecorating. Oh it's man! Like, really? Come on, man! The monkeys let you in their house and let people steal everything. <laughs> and so they drew mustaches on all of Mike's posters. Just generally trashed the place. And Mike's thinks it was uh, some of the mayor's goons.
1: I'll bet it was political sabotage.
0: <laughs> and Mike thinks they did it because they have something to hide. And if they do, then the monkeys will be able to find it. And so they split to get to the bottom of it.
1: It's the sabotage <laughs> thing. This might have been around the time uh, Captain Kirk, William Shatner on the Star Trek TV show, which is shot around the same time. He's, he pronounces it sabotage.
0: <laughs> really? You
1: think he just Yeah, he just insists that's how he's going to say it. And that's what the choice he makes sabotage. I picked up some indication they are planning to sabotage the Enterprise. Sabotage.
0: So they show up at City Hall, and Davey says that it's three in the afternoon, and he'd expect to someone to find someone working. But Mickey says they might be on their coffee break.
1: How long is the coffee break? It's from nine to five. Right?
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> the boys start snooping, and Peter finds a skeleton in the closet. Classic winter.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, Mickey finds a key in the skeleton's pocket that will open the file. And he says, how do you know it'll open the file? It's a skeleton key. <laughs> even uh, even uh, more classic mm. winter. <laughs> he can't help himself. <laughs> they open the file, and Davey finds the plans to build the parking lots around the city. Mike says that uh, they're going to tear down a stadium to build a parking lot. And Mickey says they're going to tear down a hospital to build a parking lot. And Peter says, here's the kicker. They're going to tear down a parking lot to build a parking, parking. lot. How <laughs> you guys know? No, that's the oldest joke in the world. <laughs> Actually, I read in an interview with Joni Mitchell that this is uh, where she got the idea for her song about tearing things down and building parking lots.
1: Wow. Incredible. Back into the interviews, are you? Amazing.
0: It was originally called Monkey Mare as a (laughs) wink-wink, but she didn't think it fit perfectly. Anyway, so they they, they want to take a picture of the file so they have the evidence, and so Peter sets up like an old-timey Back to the Future 3 type camera.
1: (laughs) That's that's what they called them.
0: (laughs) That's a brand name. But, you know, it's like (laughs) Kleenex. And uh, he snaps a picture of the other guys holding the files, and they go to leave, but Zeck and Bush and the mayor are coming back, so they all scatter. Zeck and Bush tells the mayor that he'll get the file out of there if it'll make him feel better, and the mayor's (laughs) super happy about it. And uh, Zeck and Bush goes to the closet, and Mickey's in the coat that the skeleton was in, (laughs) and uh, he looks through Mickey's pockets for the key, but Davey has it, and Davey's also in the closet there, so he just, like, pokes... Uh, Zach and Bush with the key, and he hands it to him. And uh, Zach and Bush thanks Mickey for it. And uh, so Zach and Bush and the mayor they find the cameras all set up there, and uh, they suddenly know that it's the monkeys and that they've seen the file, which is like pretty smart on their part to put that all together they that finally,
1: quickly. But, well, they got the Mickey in the suit thing past them. So yeah, but
0: then while the they're Mickey being, in the coat. Yeah. And while they're having this part being like, oh, this is the monkeys. You've got to get that. They're all walking right past them to the front <laughs> right of the right door there. and just going out the door. So these guys, uh, uh, they're not always they don't always use their smarts in the right spot. <laughs> now we're, the boys are in a dark room developing the pictures that Peter took. And he only <laughs> took one picture and it's of the filing cabinet instead of the file. Oh, and then it, Peter says, well, when you're the photographer, you get to choose what to take pictures of. And I, I got to admit, at this point, I, I was almost like angry at Peter. I was just like, really? <laughs> this is you can like, well, well, if you're the photographer, he takes the high, the high <laughs> road on it. I was it's one of the few times like Peter, come on, man. Dude. Come on. You're better than this. <laughs> so at the mayor's office, Zack and Bush is saying that there's no sign of the evidence yet. And that Nesmith is playing a waiting game. So see, they don't have the picture of the file. But Zeckenbush and, mm. and the mayor think they do. Mm, so it's like it's as long as they the think they do, then they mm-hmm. do. You know, Perfect. So the secretary says that she's looked into every as- aspect of Mike's life and she's found nothing. He's had a nothing life. No arrests, no firings. He even brushed his teeth three times a day. Zeckenbush says uh, to resort to plan W. So not, you know it's getting serious. Oh, yeah. So at the pad, Davey says that they don't have any evidence, so they should just drop out of the race now. And Peter suggests that they have a $100 a plate dinner to raise money. And Mike asks him, who do they know that could afford a $100 a plate dinner? Well, maybe we could mark it down to 98 cents. Mickey shows up and pours out a ton of mail. And Peter rips one open, and uh, he turns out he rips a check for $100 and a half. It's two halves of a $100 check. It's a check for $200. two checks for $50. And uh, it turns out that Mike has made an impact with the people of the city, and they've donated a bunch of money. And then Mickey says that it's two days to the election, so they can blow the whole town wide open, and then there's stock footage of a building collapsing. And Mike says, "Well, that's what's already happening." And they're trying to do the opposite. And Mickey says, "Well, they can blow the whole city wide shut." And then it's reverse stock footage of the building going back up. Uh, Mickey pays the newspaper to run a story on Mike, and Peter pays a pilot to skywrite something about Mike so big that the sun is just the dot in the eye of Nesmith. Uh, Davy is like the director at a TV station, and they—they all—they're all just throwing money at these people. And essentially, this is almost like a musicless romp. Like, kind of yeah it, that it kind could of have vibe.
1: been a tune on this because mm-hmm. you could tell there's are just paying people to do shit yeah and they could have just been yeah and this they are throwing the skrilla around like he's the monkeys they're broke the rest of the time all the time <laughs> yeah. they don't even keep a little bit for like you know new shirts
0: they're honorable They're just like, nope, this isn't for that. It's almost like Brewster's millions. Like they have to spend (laughs) this money. have to
1: spend the money. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So back at the pad, Zeckenbush shows up and he tells Mike that all the money he got was from people who work for Zeckenbush. So he's funded Mike's entire campaign, essentially. And he tells Mike to quit while he can. And if he doesn't, he's going to get Mike. And his friends. He, he, he
1: can't do a thing like that. He might be able to do that. No, he, no, he, he can't. can't do that. All right, he's a But well, how much money does this guy have to throw it around? Well,
0: he owns so many people, I guess. Right? He's a, one of those high rolling.
1: Man, oh man. Yeah, behind the scenes, Can fund your rivals. The thing, just to just a, blackmail him later. Yeah,
0: that's that's something else. Wow. So uh, maybe it's a write up, a write off, or something. So, uh, back at the TV station, Mike is about to go on TV and the boys are telling him to think about all the people back at the pad that he needs to help and to not be nervous, but then stop putting so much pressure on him. Like they're, they're telling him, all <laughs> Don't, you gotta do it for this. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. But don't, don't, don't freak out though. Don't put the pressure on him. Cause he's only running for mayor. Cause he's the one with the hat. <laughs> like <laughs> He doesn't have a history in this. Like if Mickey was wearing a hat, he would have been the mayor. So uh, the music gets all sad and sappy, like the monkey sad music. And then Mike starts Uh his speech, and uh, Zeckenbush and the mayor walk in. And Mike gives gives a really great speech at this point. uh, i got to say, Jack Winter really came through here with his Mike speech. And he name drops the people back at the pad. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And he said all he really wanted to do was help these people who didn't have a voice. And he got sucked up in the forces that he was trying to conquer. And he comes clean about the funds, and he says that he got them from an improper source. And the mayor walks into the shot just as Mike is going to get out of the race. And the mayor tells Mike that he's right. And he promises Mike and everyone in this city that he's going to make it a better and cleaner place to live. And and Zeckenbush just kind of skulks out. And the mayor shakes Mike's (laughs) hand and then everybody just like bounces around them. (laughs) (laughs) So back at the pad, the boys say goodbye to all the people who are living there. And Mike says that the mayor isn't going to put the parking lot over their houses. But where are they going to put it? It doesn't matter anymore because it's not their problem. And then a you know, wrecking ball comes through the roof and Mickey might go over what the actual line was supposed to be.
1: It's a watch fob for the Johnny Green Giant. Oh, that's <laughs> very funny. Very funny. A what? A what, a what was funny? A watch
0: fob for a giant. Okay. It's a watch fob for a giant. The funny one, like, Mickey says a line and Mike's like, no, no, it says, it says, it says so I don't know if that's real or if that was scripted. I think it's probably real. Maybe. I hope so. It's hard to say. And then uh, that's the end of that part of the show, like the story portion of the show. Mm-hmm. But we uh, go into the Rainbow Room, and the band plays Pleasant Valley Sunday for us, and it is pretty Delightful. awesome. It's, it's great. It's, uh, it, it's, it's so much fun. It's interesting that Mickey has his hi-hat in between his two toms, like directly in front of him, not off to the yeah. side like most drummers do.
1: I don't know. It's, I think a lot of this this was like, we've, we've seen the Rainbow Room a lot. But they literally spent an afternoon there,
0: oh yeah, uh, yeah,
1: August second, nineteen sixty seven to be exact. And like we kind of pictured they well, maybe they were there for like a weekend or something. no, they were like in there, probably on tour in Chicago, at a place called the Fred Niles Film Studios, and they well, they banged out a bunch of songs, they did a whole bunch of like little romp type moves, <laughs> just like shot of just a bunch of stuff to use in the show. And, like, not just the musical sequences. And um, they did they did a lot of stuff this, in that day at that studio.
0: Yeah, maybe that's the day when they uh, were interviewing Mickey at the end, and he was just totally <laughs> spent. That's probably the end of that day. And he's just like, dude, we've been here maybe. for 12 hours. Like,
1: Meanwhile, the day before they shot this episode was Emmy night, and they picked up the two Emmys. That's why uh, Mickey's got his Emmy hair.
0: I wondered yeah. why his hair looks weird
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah So that was uh, Oh man Things were, things were doing alright for the monkeys around this time
0: So the night before they just won the Emmys Definitely went out to parties afterwards <laughs> And the next day they've got to spend an entire day doing this stuff Like, I guess at least it wasn't a real episode Like they just got to play the music and kind of hang out But still, that's <laughs> put Get the day off after the Emmys maybe that's what I'd say anyway. <laughs> and so, so in this performance, Mickey on drums, Davey on bass, Mike on guitar, Peter on keyboards, and Peter has some like I've noticed it before, like some sort of like tattoo thing on the back of one of his hands.
1: Yeah, he's got like henna. Yeah. drawn on his hands or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, I wish they uh, what one thing in this edit, I wish they showed more of them playing things because there's a lot of close up of hands. Yeah, and then wide yeah. shot of the band so I think for mm. a lot of people it's like well see right here they're do- that's someone else you know what I mean like the people wouldn't believe they played uh, their own thing I, I guess, think it gave because when whatever. I was watching I was like it makes it look it's not like they intentionally made it look like someone else was playing the, the close up parts which was weird hmm. but uh, no it was great great performance and i am going to say I, I- oh, that's the end of the episode that's the whole thing ends there there's no interview there's yep. no anything else yep and uh my overall thoughts on this episode, I I really like this episode. It's a bit different because 'Cause mm. they've got like the the neighbors coming in, and Mike with the the, the speech at the end. And uh, yeah, I I like this episode a lot. So it's a good one, Monkey Mare. What do you feel?
1: It's uh I do like it a lot. Uh tunes are good, obviously. And uh it was fun. A lot of the, the visual gags and like the classic silent movie type of uh comedy. And a good mix of uh, good times. It's funny. And uh, they get Mike to make the speech. It's, no one else in the band could probably you know, pull off the speech like that.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Not in the same way, at least. The The, the winter punny jokes were not like, there wasn't too many of them. We're just like, oh, my God, stop, please. <laughs> and and I think that was good as well. The ones they had were good. Like the skeleton in the closet, they didn't mention it at first. They just kind of saw it. And I was like, ooh they're just going to kind of slide this in. Like you have to put together there's skeletons in the closet, but then eventually they did say it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that also helped this episode. Yeah. Winter finding his footing on the slippery slopes. <laughs> Good overall episode, I'd have to say. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, was there guns in it? Yep, just in the, mm. that one scene, but they made sure.
1: Yeah, they had to get him in there. Yeah,
0: and, and there was a lot of guns in just the one scene. Like eight people had a gun. So <laughs> a highlight of the show i'm not too sure i i like when mickey does the eyebrow raise i always pick something silly and little like that but it made me laugh when i saw it (laughs) what about yourself
1: um i don't know it's i like the the whole the whole romp the no time romp was really cool and just a good time in tune and uh i'd go with that yeah yeah and i i it it was a romp and it moved the story along and it was a montage romp you do Yeah. Like you do. I
0: enjoy that romps are now becoming more story-centric and not pushing Mike in a bed in the middle of the street for some reason.
1: (laughs) Then some semi-related stock footage.
0: Yeah. Was there a monkey's ruse? Mickey being the press guy, pretending to be the press campaign manager, I guess?
1: Kind of, yeah. But he was kind of doing the job. And uh, the monkeys themselves got rused by the whole... They got all the money from you know so that was improper that was sources a bummer yeah yeah so they got rused
0: best musical moment i like pleasant valley sunday myself but no time it, was good to see because you know
1: it's a good song it's true yeah attacking just a straight up music video that doesn't have any episode content is it's fun to see And, uh, yeah, like we said, we, we dig the rainbow room stuff.
0: Yeah. It's a great, it's a great room. Classic monkeys moments. Uh, oh, some of the shots from this are in the opening credits.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Peter looking disgruntled (laughs) and a couple other things, but yeah, that's in here. Things that wouldn't fly in 2021, probably mayor and Zeckenbush treating the, the, the secretary the way they do, unless they're going to make that a, a point of the episode And also maybe saying uh, throwing people out of their homes is the American way. (laughs) I don't know. know. It might fly, though, because now it's more poignant. It would come up
1: in a much more serious show.
0: Yeah, exactly. A very special monkeys. So uh, some did-you-knows here. Um, The mayor, when he meets Mike Nesmith, he calls him uh, Nesmire. Nesmire. Neswarsh. Neswarsh. And Nesbomb. Nesbomb. (laughs) LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, he did say Sometimes it's like being a jackass in a hailstorm. You just have to hunker down and take it. And uh, this was, from what I read, I feel like we've already said this though. But this was the last show they shot before going on tour, before recording Pisces, and before going on summer break. It was it was filmed in June '67, mm. and uh, it, it it's obviously not in the order they're shown. But this was Monty Landis's last shoot with the monkeys. Oh. Wow, which is interesting because he seems—it seems like he's out throughout the entire second season.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. They they've mixed them up here. Yeah,
0: it's like you finish this whole TV series, so there's TV season, making records, <laughs> and now you got to go out on tour. You got to record another record, and you got to get ready for the next season of a TV show. It's like yeah. these are like Disney Wild. kids. The monkeys like they worked these guys.
1: Yeah, man. It's weird, like the, the non linear nature of the show, how it's not like a, a connected series where things happen. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Peter's got a lizard now, and then he like, has a lizard throughout the rest of the show. There's none of that, so it was weird. Probably for them to make it an episode, and then the ep- episodes are all in different order later.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's
1: a bit, little disorienting to go along with everything else.
0: But yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, like nobody like, grows over the two seasons of the show, it's not like, oh. This is, you know, Mike isn't scared of heights anymore or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way it is.
1: What, what, what happened to Schneider? Has he, has he been on this? I don't think we've seen uh, Mr. Schneider this season.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, he might have, uh, I don't know. He got his own place. He, uh,
1: I don't know. That's really weird. He
0: used his popularity from the first season to branch out, and he's uh, got his own place in the hills, I think.
1: Oh, I got another did you know. Uh, at some point, uh, during the rough draft process, this episode was known as Mickey for Mayor. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe at some point while they were working it out, like Mickey was definitely better suited for the the carnival Carnival Barker campaign manager type thing, and Mike was better suited to be a more serious, <laughs> grown up type guy.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. I when you mentioned, I thought that they uh, were going to change Mike's name to Mickey and just go with the exact same <laughs> episode. I was like that is a twist (laughs) they're really mixing it up in this last show
1: oh man oh and also um, you see the boys in the the gray suits for the uh, 11th and final time in this episode
0: I wondered about those suits because I I was surprised to see them again I was like oh look at that but I guess it's uh, not meant to be Mm. I wonder where those suits are now. <laughs>
1: Great question. They might be just hanging on a rack somewhere in a... uh <laughs> the back lot,
0: of... Universal.
1: Yeah. Who knows, man?
0: Maybe they yeah, they popped up on like an episode of Just Shoot Me or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so then that's uh the entire episode, Monkey Mare, like the the performance and everything. Boom. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think this is a favorite with a lot of people. It has a pretty high rating on IMDB. Oh yeah? yeah, interestingly. Oh, I hear something.
1: Cool. Hey, what's that sound? And
0: there it is. It is about that time again. Mm. Everybody's favorite second half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> the Random Countdown Wool Hat of Mystery.
1: Great to be back in the hat Indeed Feels like it's been a while
0: It does, it I does I guess it sort of has Yeah <laughs> I I don't remember who picks first I gotta admit I think it's you I don't know I think you go
1: uh, uh, just, let me, uh, give, me the, give me the hat Alright so Give me the hat, Paco
0: Reach on in there
1: Give me the hat Ooh, Midnight Train
0: Alright, Midnight Train Midnight
1: Train Rambling, rambling All night long I'm a gambling, gambling Losing all my money When it really funny, huh Maybe well, better be moving on a train:
0: A rambling rambling.
1: By the, the Monkeys, written by Mickey Dolenz, it appears. Nice. So he brought some of his own material to the project, which is cool. And uh, man, the monkeys with these trains. They love oh, trains.
0: And it's on uh, changes, and it's got that yeah, changes yeah. bass, like, again, that really <laughs> great sounding bass
1: it's delightful yes and i'm serious picking
0: yeah it's it's a very interesting song like very yeah countryfied picking with no nesmith in sight for real but yeah no it's 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 a good song i don't know if i'd reach for it a lot because it's one of those it, it's kind of grating just because of what it is just super fast <laughs> and super like okay cool i'm not like oh, oh we're lighting the candles for dinner oh i've got a song called midnight train <laughs>
1: but i have a feeling it, it, i think it's among the tunes that made its way onto the reruns of the show in the 70s oh perhaps uh, it's gotta like you can pop that over any old rompage, and uh probably some, with some of the the train stock footage they got handy they probably straight up replaced clarksville with <laughs> midnight train yeah. at some point in the show
0: they're both about trains
1: yeah who's gonna notice the difference
0: uh, there is a uh uh demo version of it as well that came out on the headquarters. Uh, special oh, so edition. you had to
1: kick it around for quite some time. train I'm train I'm: I think this is a tune that might uh, grow on us like some of the other ones have.
0: I think yeah, the the, uh, the demo version was just Mickey and the acoustic guitar with the Mickey harmonies that that's really interesting and cool.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really I'm go- it's good that he got a chance to put on the record. I wonder why they didn't end up doing it as when uh, didn't finish it up during the headquarters sessions. Yeah, we'll have to ask him next time we talk to him.
0: I think definitely, that'll be the first the first question.
1: See, this is a couple things we got to ask the boys if we ever talk to them again. Mm-hmm. I want to ask him about "Fast Eddie Ho." Yep. I want to ask. We got to ask him about "Midnight how come? How come the guys didn't play it? <laughs> it probably something came down to it. look. It's either Midnight Train or Rainy Scouts Get it, Mick. Which one are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have a ton of time here, and this seems like a fast, complicated, difficult song to play.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, where uh, do you think Midnight Train should go in the ongoing Ooh. Randomatic countdown?
1: Great quash, Paco. Great quash. I mean, it's decent. I wouldn't go as so far to say it's a jelly. I'd listen to it. I'm just looking. I'd, I'd put it between uh, the Justice UNI and, and the kind of girl I could love, right around number 64. It's in the bye-bye, baby, bye-bye neighborhood.
0: Yeah, yeah, that could work. So
1: Let's pop it in there. In between them? Yeah. So at
0: number 64, we've got Midnight Train, Ramblin', Ramblin'.
1: See, that's, kind of, that's a fun tune. Did you ever change his tape? I don't think you had the Changes on tape ever, did you? No, no. So you got to pick us out a song, Paco. All
0: right. Here I go. Reaching in for song number two of the day. We got some jams. We got some jellies. Mmm. We got some marmalades. Let's see what I got here. Since you went away.
1: Ooh. <laughs> this is Peter's other song on Pulit. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Since You Went Away is on Pulit, one of Peter's songs, as we've said.
1: Monkey's 10th studio album. Finally got up to that nice round number. Yeah. Good on them.
0: It's usually a, a record once you, like, oh, it's from Pulit. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but this song is a pretty good song. I got to say, I enjoy this song.
1: I dig it. I dig it too. It was uh, written by Michael Levine. Or Michael Levine? I'm not sure. But he's uh, he's a, trained as a violinist. He's been referred to as the Jimi Hendrix of the violin. And he's performed with uh, uh, Joe Jackson, Lenny Kravitz, Marianne Faithful, among others. And also, you won't believe this, he wrote the Kit Kat Give Me a Break jingle. Really? Yeah. So the man knows his way around a hook, let's say.
0: I hope he uh, got some points on that song, didn't just take like a hundred bucks. Every time it plays, I hope it's uh, giving his bank account less of a break. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing, though. So, yeah, so for this song, I've got to say, it's almost in the same area that we were just in. I I would put it probably right after P.O. Box 9847 at number 68.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. Let's put it up there.
0: And also, uh, uh, we checked out the demo version of this from Peter Torque and the New Monks is worth checking out too, I would say. hmm definitely. The plants grown, the dog came home, the bills are all getting
1: paid. you went away.
0: It's very similar, but uh, it's also got a lot of uh, cool differences in it. And one thing that's yeah. fun is it, it's it's definitely a Peter song. It's like a tongue-in-cheek yes. song. You know the girl doesn't like him, and it's like things have gotten better since you went away. When I first saw the title, I was like, "Oh, is this a Davy song?" I thought it was going to be like a pulpy Davy tune, but it was not.
1: But now it's very humorous. It's perfect for Peter, almost like a like a weird Al original type of uh, humor to it. I
0: was going to say that same thing.
1: So yeah, since you went away from Poulet, currently clocking number sixty-eight uh, with a bullet from Poulet. Pass that hat back over this way when you get a chance, Paco. All right, let's, I need me a tune.
0: Let's wrap this up.
1: Oh, yes. Tremendous. So don't, 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 don't take Pool it out of the player just yet, Paco. It's, I'd go the whole wide world. I'd go the whole wide world.
0: So I'd go the whole wide world from Puglet another Puglet two Puglets in a row
1: It's very cool. I I dig that tune and it was originally done by Reckless Eric. That's reckless with a W Uh, An original uh, stiff records uh, Artist stiff records is also home to Elvis Costello and Devo and stuff back in the day and uh, this song has been covered 17 times wow and yes it's uh, and uh, that's not including the version that appears and uh, Will Farrell sings it in uh, Stranger Than Fiction
0: it's like 17.5 then
1: (laughs) for real so it's it's a cool little tune two chords (laughs) you can tell it's pretty easy to cover I think if you (laughs) know an E and an A you're in business (laughs) when it comes to this tune and it's a a bit samey feels a bit long but uh we dig it we dig it yeah <laughs> i dig it anyway what do you think pago
0: yeah i'm okay with it it's not one of my favorite tunes off pool it, but not one of my least favorite tunes <laughs> off pool it either Ouch. so for me it's like a, it's a very like it's a I I yeah i i don't mind it at all but it, it wouldn't be a song i reach for myself personal <laughs>
1: okay okay but uh yeah, I think uh part of this whole experience we've discovered some uh some solid tunes on uh lesser known records, including this one, Off of Pulit. Definitely. Both of today's Pulit songs and Midnight Train.
0: You know, we did uh got some deep cuts today, Paco. I was gonna say, yeah, they weren't like blow your mind awesome hits, but there was none where I was just like, Ugh.
1: They're they're all solid tunes.
0: Yeah. I wonder if hopefully in the hat that's kind of what we've whittled it down to. I know there must be some more like duddoos, but I think right <laughs> now we uh we might just be you know, it's we're either in in the top ranks mm-hmm. or we're just in like the perfect like skimmy parts.
1: Yeah, bud. So uh, where are you popping this one in the list?
0: Uh, you pulled it, man. You gotta it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's all on yeah. you. It
1: is. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I would put this above Oklahoma Backroom Dancer, but below if I ever get to Saginaw again. Yeah, number 62, we got Whole Wide World, sung by Mickey, off of p po it. And that's it for this edition of uh, The Random At A Countdown, featuring the had of Mystery.
0: Okay, so everything in the 60s today. Yeah, <laughs> man. It all popped in the 60s. And just so everybody knows, we're up to 110 songs in this countdown.
1: Man, I think we're down to, uh, there's got to be about 40 left.
0: That is crazy.
1: Speaking of good times, Paco, I heard you had a good time on a different podcast.
0: Yes, thank you, Jeff. I uh, I was a I was a guest podcaster or whatever on a podcast called Still Not Ready. It is about the uh, Canadian teen I don't know, drama or sitcom. Dramedy. Dramedy from the uh, 1990s called Ready or Not with our hosted by our good friend Amy Ganyu oh yeah and uh it was a good time I had a great it was really fun to be in a podcast and not like running the ship you know what I mean like we do is just like true yes yeah Amy had it all going <laughs> and i watched the episodes and I uh just kind of piped in but it was a uh, it was well run it was a lot of fun and you can check that out my episodes up there it's uh I, I, it was about a, a a garage band, and they're falling in love uh, with the uh, singer of this garage band. The Liz is his name. Oh,
1: perfect.
0: <laughs> it was awesome. Check it out. And uh, like I said we, uh, we should try to get some some uh, guests on our podcast. I think in second season here.
1: Yeah, like yeah, clock's ticking.
0: Yeah, we got to do some ratings bonanzas. <laughs> so I'll see. I'll see what uh, Joe Rogan's doing.
1: Yeah, you got him on your phone somewhere, right? Uh,
0: I think I'm on his phone, but still. <laughs> <laughs> we can see. Anyway. But yes, thank you for checking out uh, Podcast Valley Sunday. We always dig it. This was a good, this is a fun episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next time with some new songs, with a new episode, and more good times. So, from me, Paco... And me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, monkeys fans. With everything going on with social distancing, Podcast Valley Sunday will be on every two weeks. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you're staying at home. And we hope that you're listening to the monkeys and obviously Podcast Valley Sunday. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And please, rate us and leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. But, as always, be gentle with us. We're very sensitive.